It's season four of the Big Footy Tiger Cast, and we're back and off to a flying start with Teak71 is uh, not currently in the call. You would have heard the voice of Captain Blood 17 seeing if he can just dial himself in. So we're off to a cracker here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but what well, you would expect nothing less with having these two guys on. So we'll get Teak71 in at some stage, hopefully. But uh, Captain Blood 17, welcome back, mate. Season four. It's uh, it's been a good a good few years on the show. It has, and um, thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, come back on. No, no dramas at all. So, uh, I mean, we're going to do a slightly new format this year. I'm hoping to have yourself and TIG71 on for most of the year, to be honest, and just have a bit more of a set guest list. Just to, I don't know, I just think people would like to get to know us a bit better. The chemistry's good, the banter's good, and your knowledge of the game's good, and the, uh, the roastings that you two both give out are just excellent. It's what the people want, so we're going to see how that goes for the year. Um, hopefully we'll all be online at the same time when, uh, when trying to do these shows but what's been going on for you since Christmas? It's been a bit of a big break before we get stuck in the footy, what's been up in uh, the life of CB17? You know what, just um, just usual life of a rock star, supermodels, yachts um, pretty much pretty, I'm pretty much Pitbull, like a B grade version of Pitbull a B- <laughs> or, <laughs> or I could be lying and Mate, it was just usual story. Just holidayed. Um, we're lucky. We weren't affected by the fires, thank goodness. And um, to all the people that um, were, you know, our hearts and thoughts are still with you. I know it's a hell of a long way to go uh, for some people. Uh, we were lucky. Uh, we were untouched down in um, Woodside. And then, yeah, just come straight back into it. Cricket season and work, mate. That in a nutshell. Straight into it. And on the bushfires as well, I think it's important to also note that anyone out there listening, if you're planning on going on a holiday, please go locally and support those areas that are rebuilding them. It's the best possible way to support them. I mean, all the donations are obviously really welcomed and appreciated, but just to physically get out there and, and show your face and you know, go with an empty esky and fill it up at these small towns, that's the best thing we can do. So sending yeah, all thoughts out to the uh, the bushfire-affected victims. And we're, it's we've got another case in our hands now with the bloody coronavirus, which we'll get to shortly as well. Um, did, I, did I just see TIG71? Did your name just pop up there? Are you here? Yeah, yeah. sorry guys, I got caught. No, I just got caught in fucking traffic. I apologise guys, I, I really do. No, that's that's alright. Well, we are, we are well, live on the show for the, uh, season four. Oh, are we live, are we? Well, we're not live, we're not live live, but we've started with it. We'll just get you dialed in at some stage and see what happens. Whatever happens, happens, oh, doesn't matter. Beauty. Well, can I take a... I literally fucking just went in the door. Can I have a couple of minutes? Because I need to hang a slash like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah, go on, yes. Yeah. Let me get a cup, glass of water, and then I'll, I'll be I'll be all yours. Yeah, all no right, worries, mate. We'll, we'll keep talking. <laughs> oh, shit. Flawless start. This and, is great. And we're off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm half expecting him to take his headset to the toilet, if I'm being honest. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> but no, it's been a, yeah, a pretty big off-season, so... Um, on a personal front, we're actually expecting another little baby in September, so that's going to... Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I think that's going to uh, keep me very occupied come the back half of the year. Just thankfully, we've kind of... Well, depending on what happens with the season now, it is meant to arrive in the off week of the finals, assuming we make it that far. So hopefully that stays according to plan, because otherwise I'm getting into pretty dangerous territory. Ooh, so you got up to a bit of hanky-hanky, hanky-panky around uh, New Year's, mate. 
Oh, I think we worked out it was somewhere around the November mark. But so my, so my son Liam, he was the thirty. He's the twenty eighth of August, and the initial due date for this one was the thirty first. So uh, not much difference in it at all. But it's been revised out to the third of uh, September. So we're all we're all good. But um, yeah, so now it's just preparing for that. I've lost my man cave. So after spending a lot of time setting up a nice room with all Richmond memorabilia, grand final stuff everywhere, I'm now going to lose it. I've been relegated to the garage. Um, so now it's just coordinating that kind of move out there, I guess. Have you got a um, like a like a shed, like a decent sized shed? It's no, like a it's, job or anything? no, no, it's a pretty small house, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I'll just be out in the garage and yeah, see how we go out there. But Good luck with it, brother. I'll need it. I'll need it. Uh, and before we go any further, I do want to give our Big Footy player sponsorship a bit of a plug. We've got four players hey, on back. board. Oh, okay. Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Are we live? I'm like, are we dead set live? Like, not, the show's not, on now. It's, the show's on. It's not live live, but it's been oh, recorded. Oh, good. Because I, I couldn't put a gag. I could have done a gag. Sorry, I, you know, I was fucking out looking for toilet paper and it took me hours. I couldn't find any. But no. No, that's, uh, I'm not going to edit it either, so whatever comes out, comes out, I don't care. Too easy. Um, I was just giving the uh, player sponsorship a bit of a plug. We've got four players locked in at the moment, and we're looking to try and add another one in Marlon Pickett. Um, so there's an offer on the table from the club at a, at a reduced rate, so if you are interested in joining our player sponsorship program, please check out the thread on the board and just let me know if you're keen to make a pledge and get Marlon Pickett as our fifth player for 2020, which would be an absolutely huge result. Uh, and by doing so, you go into the draw to win some cool prizes like um, some signed memorabilia from the club, uh, going to sponsor events. So CB and I went to the Lawn Bowls last year with the playing group, which was really good. Um, obviously, we're going to have to wait for the corona to die down before those things take place. But yeah, lots of cool prizes available as well. So if you are interested in sponsoring Marlon Pickett, please let me know. Now, TIG71, what have you been up to over Christmas? Mate, um, over Christmas cheapers. Um, I, I started my own business, um, Construction Networking Solutions. Um, and basically what I do is, um, what I normally do best is, um, you know, just talk to my builders and um, I've got a couple of relationships, really good core suppliers and I get them together. And um, But the, my point of difference is I actually follow the whole sale process from order to, you know, quality assurance at the end of it. So, um, yeah, been doing that. That's kept me real busy. Um this coronavirus thing sucks major balls as right now I'm just wiping my ass with, you know, 17 scars from rival clubs and the washing machine because even if I can take a detergent, that's why I was late. I was in Safeway looking for detergent, couldn't find any detergent. So it looks like I have to go to fucking double wipe again with the Colton scarf. Um, <laughs> but I'll manage, you know what I mean? That's what we Tiger guys are. We just persevere, mate. We persevere. I, I want to know, are you doing any work down in Geelong Territory? Oh, you've got a bit of history no. there. You're not venturing down that yeah, far? Yeah, yeah, no, no, um, no, because I, I wouldn't be able to help myself and keep professional, you know. I'd, I'd have to drop over to Catinia Park and, you know, throw hands fulls of feces and, no, nah, it wouldn't be a good look, um, particularly because my car's got now all the screen printing of the company logo. So, um, no, I can't do that. But, um, yeah, no, outside of that, just living life, this... um. How are you boys? How how you guys adjusting with the coronavirus? Says, can I say something though? Go on. Can I? Yeah, a message to the community. Yeah, if you're bulk buying like it's World War Three, I'm sorry, you're a dead set fucking idiot, right? Like it is a really bad flu. That's what it is. I've got family in Italy that I Skype with, so I I get 
we've been getting info every day. And look, if you've got heart condition or you've got diabetes, which probably um, CB17, you've got to watch out for, son. Um, but if you've got diabetes <laughs> or <laughs> if you if you're um, you know you got your respiratory illnesses, yeah, you've got to worry. But to the Joe Blow that's buying twenty pags of toilet paper and then fucking selling it on their lawn, you're pathetic. Because I've got four kids and mate, they're wipe wiping their ass with grass at the moment, and it's your fault, not my fault, your fault. That's what yeah, I wanted to say. It's a bit like that. I'd just I mean, like I, to put I, out there, ladies. I just want to put out there, ladies, that I was actually Fabio's uh, body double for the Mills and Burns books from 1991 to uh, 1999. So uh, you could just grate cheese on these abs, mate. Yeah, it's 2000 and, what is it, 2020 now? So it's been a long, long cheddar time there, um, CB. Long Big Mac cheddar time, mate. Uh, and you, you're not telling people that you've got gangrene on your left foot and you're missing one eye, mate. So you poor diabetes, man. It's all right, man. I love you. I don't care you've got diabetes. It's all right. Yeah, on the toilet paper stuff we just went down to do our weekly shop and like we knew that stuff was going a bit crazy but oh, we couldn't even get wipes and nappies for our son and so what's the world coming to and like link, my wife had to go to about four different shops to try and find the amount of nappies or wipes we would need just to get us through the week and yeah it's just getting out of hand but i think uh, cb why... might take aim at coronavirus a bit later on in one of his segments i think Oh, but that's why you got to just thank God for Carlton, right? Because they're such a Minot club, right? They've got all their merchandise on fucking sale. So I picked up 24 scarves, right? Each one cost me about $1.50. You can find them in the trash too, which is also really good. Normally, you got to wait till around four and five before these fucking deluded ferals realise that they're still shit. But I've been quite lucky. I've, I've gone – that's why I was late today. I was going on the side streets of Carlton. Um, you know, and you can generally find – Oh, yeah, because, you know, they're generally, you know – uh, what they use after they inject heroin or whatever they use. So, you know, it, it was good. So I've, I've, the kids are now sorted. They don't have to use the uh, – because I've got um, roller lawn. So what when you're asked with that type of grass? <laughs> it's pretty brutal. <laughs> so, no, they're pretty happy when I came in with the scarves. It was quite good. Oh, very good. And I was just saying to CB before as well, that it's going to be good to have you on a lot more this year, hoping to have you boys on every week just to get some familiarity in the show and a bit of banter and ongoing jokes. So – Looking forward to seeing what you can come up with throughout the year for us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Look, guys, I swear, it's just me. Um, if it offends the listeners, I take feedback. So it <laughs> doesn't mean I can change, but I'll take your feedback. Like, there's really good, you know. <laughs> you know, if we've got nuns and priests, I know they all follow the footy. If they're listening to this, you know, I am a Catholic, so I know I'm going to burn, but it's just how I talk. Um, but I'll try to keep it as clear as possible. The only, uh, let's actually say this. I will go off only when we're talking about a few select clubs, right? Outside of that review, I'll try to keep it as clean as I can. Fair enough. No, it is what it I is. It's it. just, it's all in context. It's all a bit of fun. So, yeah, just take it like it is. Um, first bit of football talk, and uh, you kind of mentioned this CB about that it is actually old news now. So, you are right, but just because we haven't been on for so long, Rant's retiring. Um, Look, I'm quite comfortable with life without Alex Rands. We obviously proved we could do the job last year without him. But the only thing that's worrying me is all the fanfare and bullshit in between. And is he coming back? Is he not coming back? I think it's done. Um, I don't think we need that kind of speculation. But have you guys got any thoughts on the Rance saga? Is he coming back? Do you I, care? Or I, I, I have something for you. Oh, okay. So, with this 17-round season and multiple options on the table right now, they're saying they may extend the AFL lists. So 
if they are going to extend the list, so it could look in any format. So you might have more than 22 blokes. You might be able to play with 28 blokes if they cram three games in during a week or something like that, depending how they would do it. So if Alex Rance had the chance to come back for half a season, do you reckon he might play with that audience? You know, if he just come into the back end, it's only a 17-game season. Oh, Does that I... increase the likelihood of him possibly coming back? Oh, I don't think so. He's going to Nepal if he can still travel there. Um, no, I, I've. When this all came about, the information I got given um, was that if he can, he, he loves the club, loves the players, loves the footy, da 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 da. But if he can, if he can't repair certain things in his life, um, they take precedence over the footy. Um, so I think, uh, I think the Jovers have come out in defence of him. Um, trying to say, no, it wasn't us that forced him to make his decision. I think he's in a place where he's got bigger issues that he wants to address, and I don't. I think it's now done and dusted. I think not just his decision, I think the players also have sort of said, look, um, give us a final answer, and, and they've made sure of it. What I do know, he was Amin and Aaron all through you know, a couple of years, so it's not like it's a surprise, but it's. I reckon that's one reason why we rebounded um, pretty quickly. Um you know, it's, it took us about a six, seven rounds, but it didn't shatter us for the whole year. But, no, I don't think he's coming back. Look, is there a possibility? Yeah, shit, mate. There's a possibility that Colton might win more than three games. But um, <laughs> it's highly unlikely in my mind. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair enough summation of it all. So as long as the playing group's comfortable, the coaches are comfortable, they knew it was coming, um, like you said, across these last few years. So, they yeah, they would have already made plans. And Grimes and Asprey, they stood up tall and did their job and, and now it's just a matter of finding that replacement which looks like they're trying to groom Bolter into that role so whether that works or not is yet to be seen but at least they've got something in the motions yeah exactly the uh, other big game that happened over the break was the state of origin obviously for the bushfire uh, relief which was uh, you couldn't have a better cause if you tried um what did you guys think of i personally loved it i know it probably didn't have the same kind of uh, I suppose, brutality or real solid defensiveness to the game. But just to see the best of the best out there on show, um, they still went hard. They, you know, a lot of good chase downs, a lot of big tackles, goals were kicked. I really enjoyed it. What did you guys think? Um, I liked it. Um, I liked the fact that it finally put to bed this bullshit um, argument is Dangerfield better than Dusty. Um so it was good. It was good to see the players just enjoy themselves. I think they just played on instinct. Um, so I liked it. Is it something that I want to see every year? Probably not, because I'm, I'm probably I'm in, um, a strange cat. I, my club success overrides my passion for the state. Because when I was growing up, there used to be the big V, and I was right into it, mate, right into it. But then they killed it. Um, so I've sort of moved on. My kids couldn't give a shit about it. Um, so I think that, that horse is... Um, run its race um it's a novelty now um so i liked it as a spectacle i couldn't see it once it happened every year every three years maybe um but i wouldn't like to see the best players play it um just for the sake you've got to protect your protect your you know protect your home team and that's why i don't think it'll take off i um i i enjoy it as a spectacle i thought um it was fast-paced. It was skilled. It was, it was pretty breathtaking, some of the skill. Like, what, as soon as it was a turnover, it was like four touches, bang, down the other end, having a shot. Um, the, the one negative I'm going to have about it is not the game. 
that a bit like Tiggs and his toilet paper, bulk toilet paper buyers, to all enough nuffs, and I mean it, all you football enough nuffs, who got all torn up over the choice of captains in a charity game of football, I think you need to get some perspective in your life. Because that's what it was. It was a charity game of football under the guise of state of origin, which it really wasn't. It was the best of the best having a ping at each other. Um, but I thought it was, a, it was a really good cause. It was a really good game. I think we will see one next year only for the reason we've got a shortened season this year and people will be really, really, really hungry for something early next year. So whether you see three games in the JLT series in the state of I don't know how to work or how it will shake out, but I wouldn't be surprised to see something um, pop up next year. That's my take. The other thing I didn't like, and there was obviously a lot of conjecture about Dusty getting best on ground, and whether he deserved it or not, I don't really care, but... I kind of feel like in a game like that and the purpose of the game, I don't think they should have had a best on ground. It didn't suit what they were trying to actually achieve. And it was all about more raising money and awareness for the bushfire relief. And I just think that was a sore point that didn't need to be there. Yeah, great. Yeah, I agree with that. Having said that, Dusty played pretty well. He didn't try to play well, but he, uh, he played all right. So I thought um, the big thing I took out of that was that Cotron still got it. I, I know we didn't think he was going to be a slouch by any stretch, but in my mind prior to that game, I, I was sort of thinking he was going to spend a lot of time at half back or half forward and wasn't going to do much midfield minutes. Um, but seeing his attack on the ball and just his typical Koch kind of traits in, on that kind of stage, I was pretty impressed by him. He is the best captain in the league, bar none. He's Great. the best leader. He's actually the best leader in the league. And people and get people confused that, with what a leader has to do. A leader doesn't have to get 35 touches each week. And people True. forget what he was in his first three years. He was getting those 35 touches, right? And um, he he's – it shits me when I hear people um, deride Cochin and you can tell they don't they, – they don't watch his games. They just look at the stats and he might get 16 or 20. He – I've never seen a, probably one other player, and I hate calling with the passion, but I'll give credit where it's due. Pendlebury is another one. But I will go as far as Cochin does it more often. When, a, when an action needs to be had or, or be taken during a game to change the course of a game, Cochin 95% of the time will do it. Um, he just he just has that innate ability to go, okay, well, I need to slam into someone or I need to put my body in the line or I need to get to this contest to win it, no matter who I'm playing against. Um, it was like when he did that um, in the grand final. Yeah, we smashed him, but in that first quarter, it was still pretty tough. Um, and they looked like midway through that first quarter, if you watch it, they started getting a bit of a run on GWS, and then Cochin just gone, nah, not having that, and then he tackled Mumford. And, it, then he, and everyone lifted around him because of that action. That's mm. Not many captains could do it. Selwood, people go, oh, Selwood's a great captain. Yeah, he's an okay captain. He's courageous, but it's all individual actions. He just sometimes does a team action, but it's mainly all individual courage. I reckon Hodge is the other one that does it a lot. Yeah, he does it a lot. Yeah, they do what they do. They have courage, but their action actually impacts the whole team, yeah. not just their own personal self. If that makes any sense, it's yeah, I, think, I think I think Pendlebury is probably the second best um, second best leader in the competition, and um, he's probably you're talking. He's in he's in goat conversations. Pendlebury, he's an absolute superstar. Yeah, no, no questions. He's an absolute superstar, Scott Pendlebury. He made that Origin game look easy. Just you think yeah. that he wouldn't have still have that ability to have time with the ball, but he did. It just everything stood still when he had it. He's a freak. 
He's like watching David David Reese Jones. Never looked quick, but no prick could ever ta- ever tackle him. And Pendlebury reminds me a bit like of uh, watching Reese Jones. Now, after that, we obviously had our uh, Marsh series games uh, not long ago. So week one, we played Collingwood. Uh, Collingwood eighty four defeated Richmond forty four, and then week two, we versed the Giants, and the Giants won one hundred and nine to ninety five. I suppose the the best thing about being a Richmond supporter currently is. We all know as much as you know, as much as everyone loves to win, of course, but these Marsh games for us don't really mean shit. Uh, we know we're a known quantity. We know what we're going to produce come the season proper and what the boys are capable of. I, I just felt like it was nice to sit back, relax, and just enjoy the game for what it was. Watching the young kids run around um, and see the older guys do their thing in that second game. I mean, did you take much out of those games, CB? Um, I think we just got what we needed to get, didn't we? we? We got minutes into the guys. I mean, if you look at Dusty, Dusty spent a lot of time forward, and I don't think, I don't think there was anything uh, tactical in that. I think they were just looking to give him minutes, get him in the ground, move him in the ball when we needed to, play him forward, don't get him banged up. Um, I think, like, and the thing is, got to keep in mind, Collingwood have had a different preseason to other teams. So Collingwood were planning on, what, four games to everyone else's two, weren't they? Yeah. So they were a bit more up and about when we come up against them. Um, GWS Giants, that was just a cracking, clean game of footy. That was a really, really... That was probably, the in week two, that's probably the best game to watch. That had some serious skill in it, and uh, both teams went pretty decent at it. Um, the only negative, I guess, was... Um, yeah, the fucking up eyes. action. Oh, nah. nah. <laughs> fucking wasn't even up eyes. It was fucking... Mate, all, and it mate. was fucking crazy. Pre-season for them as well. They've got oh, right, but fuck them, mate. <laughs> they yeah, get it drunk. But, That's why you never do a March series drunk. Or after yeah, you've, but, you've, you've taken $80 in your pocket from a fucking um, GWS um, fucking official because it's, hey, it's their academy zone. It was fucking a farce. Sorry. It's March cap. Who gives a fuck? But anyway, go ahead. Correct, Sorry, right. CB. But, but the, 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 only other, the only other thing I'll say is um, oh, yeah, it was borderline what Jeremy Cameron did on Lambert. I think... I think it was the right call. I think if that was a Richmond player, we'd probably want him to get off. So I think it was a 50-50 call, probably the, the right one there where um, Cameron sort of cannoned into uh, Lambert. But I think if that happens in three weeks' time, if we're playing, uh, he mightn't be so lucky, is what I would suggest. Yeah, but with that Cameron one, I've never seen a player be so accidentally, inverted commas, clumsy and cripple blokes. Now, look, I'm old school. I grew up in Broadie, yeah. I, I, I've, um, I know when you line someone up. Now, if you watch Division, they go to the tackle, they go to ground. Cameron looks at his head, looks at, looks down at, um, looks down at um, Lambert, shifts his hips, and then brings in his knee to land him on the head. He doesn't do it. He does. He's not looking up. It's not like he didn't see where he said was. He actually looked at his head, and then he positioned himself. Then the knee went in. How it was not picked up or run with, it's just the nature of this fucking AFL, um, Michael Christensen. Um, it was, it was a, if it was a Richmond player, he would have been suspended. If it had been Dustin Martin, he would have been suspended, right? And all the proof I give you with that is, mate, when Dustin Martin, when that Kennedy kid moved into Dusty's line, threw his elbow out and, and Dusty threw his and hit him, glancingly, he copped it up, he copped it up the rectum. And then you saw event after event after event that was worse than that, and they got off, they got off, they got off, they got off. It's just how they are. Well, just remember, just remember, Scott Selwood got away. Uh, not Scott Selwood got away with um, elbowing Goldstein in the head. Yeah, it's crazy. Off the ball. 
Yeah, it's crazy, but I bet you, bet you if he had number four in his back day, he'd be done. Yeah, well, yeah, we could talk all night on the MRP. <laughs> what about uh, what about some of the youngsters that played for us? The the one that stood out for me the most was Baker. I, I thought he was exceptional in that first game against Collingwood in particular. Um, Riley Collier Dawkins, he showed flashes. Probably didn't get as much of it as I would have liked. Uh, Pickett was good. Um, I thought Dow looked okay. What did you guys make of the younger brigade? I love Bolton's game. Um, he he played well. Pickett was good. It was a little bit. It was a little bit messy, but that's um, obviously is, is, it comes with where he's at at the preseason. Baker, I like. He's he's just got to work on that hack kick. Like it's great that he can get that position in the back line because you need your half back to be able to do that. No point being half back if you can't win the ball. Um, he can win it, but he's got the Wayne Campbells about him that he doesn't look and he just kicks it. Um, and I think he kicked four out in the fall um, during the GWS game. Um, he, he was really good. The other one that really I liked that I think is going to take a real big step up is um, Jaden Short. I consider him a young kid um, still, and he he's going to be – I reckon he, he's definitely jumping up. Um, Rioli looks good. you just got to shave that fucking mullet. I don't know I don't know if that's a Feb thing. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I, I was quite happy with it. We got what we wanted out of it. Um, what I got out of the two NAB Cups, CB, sorry, I'm just giving my little quick summary. CB's dead set with Collingwood. They, I think it was their third game compared to our one, our first in a show. But what I liked about GWS is when we wanted to get serious, we caught them and passed them. Um, and we did that a couple of times during the games. Like when we wanted to put our hammer down, we just went bang, 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 bang. So, um, yeah, if the season wasn't cut down to 17, I don't know how that's going to affect us because we're, we're a slow warming side. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought I thought our kids were good, and I thought our preseason was fantastic. So, how do you see us placed heading into round one? I mean, whether that's this week or in two weeks' time. Um, I mean, full list available. You, you, we're obviously in a good spot. You reckon? I reckon so. Um, my only worry is our preparation would have been likely asked last year, where we would have gone, okay, let's win more games than we lose in the first half of the year. Now, with them throwing five games away. Do we have to go? Okay, shit. We're just gonna hit. The, we're gonna be peaking. Um, get as because I reckon early wins are gonna be more crucial than mid-year wins. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you only play the uh, you only play the um, you only play each team once. So what now is fucking crucial is home games, right? What's great for us? All of our games are at the G at the start, right? So um, we've and you watch everyone cry about it. I think how many games do we have at the G at the start? Is it something like six or something like that? Um, uh, let me tell you, bro. I can tell you. Carlton, G, Pies, I think G, it's only the Saints, first Marble, four games that stand. Rose, G. So we play three out of four. Yeah. So we should have win all four. And then after that yeah. fourth game, it's yeah. getting refixtured, I think. So only the first four yeah. weeks is what we can take into account so far. Yeah, so we need to win all those four. So do they go, okay, guys... This is our big boy month. Um, let's treat it as a final, these four weeks. Um, go ha- hammer and tong. They'll treat it as a finals. You know, like, I know it's going to be saying weird because it's so early in the season, but because they know they're going to get a very long break after the fourth game, most likely, right? That's probably thinking from what I'm hearing and some of the conversations that say, that's how I reckon we've got to change tack mentally. and We're not the only club that's going to have to do that. Um, but that's how I bank it. So Colton... Um, are going to get absolutely crucified. If if we go in with the mentality, oh, well, we've only got four games of, of the first 
month to go, and then we're going to have a break for six weeks, so we really need to make this point count. We'll go in going, we have to win. Every game, yeah. we're just going to go, we have to win. And when we're in that mindset, we don't lose. We just don't lose. You're right. I, I think it is going to be important to get the points on the board early. So you're right, it changes the whole landscape. And I suppose from a fixture point of view, it does help us a bit that we don't have to play those other top four teams multiple times. Uh, I know other teams get that same benefit too, but... Um, it definitely does open up the playing field a lot more for the for the finals this year. I mean, I'm not even, I'm not sure if that's going to change how that works either. But yeah, it's going to definitely be interesting to see how we attack it. The, the good thing that we've got though is at least we know we've got a bit more depth now, so we can rotate players in and out of the team and still feel confident of picking up those wins along the way. Can I ask you guys a question? Anyone listening, just ponder this: Who's fitter than our club? St Kilda believe they are. They said that last year, but they were wrong. Um, yeah. I don't Who's know, proven but... they've got the fitness to go with us? I, I, I don't think anyone has. It's the type of players we've got. They're all elite runners that are running both ways, and that's why we can do what we do, and that's why no one else can replicate it for as long as we can. And I see that being such a weapon because what you're going to find is with the extended bench, they're going to add different chemistry into their starting 22. I reckon we can get away with having our... We've got a starting 22, but we probably have 28 players that we consistently play. Those 28 players, I reckon, have the um, have the energy and the um, and the endurance to be able to play these games week in, week out, week in, week out. They have that conditioning because of the nature of how we play. Um, a lot of sides have got around us. I'm not going to have that. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I really see us um, crucifying sides. Um particularly if they start mixing and matching their interchange, putting new players in that have, don't know the chemistry and we're just keeping the nice, settled lineup that we always seem to use. I reckon that will get us... Um, that will be more beneficial than, yeah, just, you know, playing players for the sake of playing players. And CB, the, the three players I want to ask you about, we were talking about the depth that we've got, our ruck stocks. So we've got uh, Nene Curvis, Soldo and Coleman Jones, who showed a bit in the GWS game. Are we now in a position with a 17-game season that we can just rotate the three through that year to keep them fresh for finals if we are making it? I think it's a remarkable situation for the club to be in. I don't, I can't remember a time when we had such depth in our ruck stocks. We, we you know, we've even got guys like Bolter and bloody uh, Child that can come in. There's, there's five guys at the club who can ruck, which I can't recall. Can you recall a time, Tiggs? Um, I can't. No, I can't. No. And so, so I think, and I think we're Nank's a bit spewing because because they've called off the VFL season. So he was due to play a practice game. Would have been his second game in um, last week. That got called off against Werribee, was it? So I, I would think if we are playing at the moment on Thursday, big call. But I think you'd probably have to go with CCJ ahead of Nank Curvis because I think he's just got a bit more match conditioning. And that's sort of my take on it with Soldo. Yeah, um, it's hard to argue with it, isn't it? But uh, Nank's the known quantity, though, isn't he? But yeah, you see what CCJ did, and there's a lot to like about him. He's a good. He's probably the better forward out of the three of them, isn't he? Oh, unknown, unknown quantity in my eyes. He's still, he's still a bit unknown. I mean, Nank Curvis can impact it forward. He can clunk him. Um, but I just think, I, I just. If Nank had played on Friday and got through another game unscathed in the four quarters, I would have said bring him in. But I just think it, it's just that the timing of it all hasn't favoured him. So I don't know. I don't know how he comes in either. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. The conditioning stuff will know whether he's right to go or not, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's going to come down to how he's recovering from that groin surgery. So, and we know that our guys will err on the side of caution, um, especially now that we're, it's not like shit. We have to play him. They'll they'll 100% rest him if they feel the need to. So, back the guys in on that one. Yeah. All right, we've got a, a new segment, which will hopefully be weekly, because I, I really want to ride this one out all the way through. It's Tiger71's mailbag segment. Um, yep. Just to, I just want you to basically cover off the bombshell you dropped uh, on the board a, f- a few weeks ago. Now, you, you, to be fair, you messaged CB and I about this a few weeks before you even posted it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we were kind of in the loop on that a little bit earlier, but the Harris Andrews comment that you made on the board, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, um, so... it's. Again, I'll say this for the new listeners. Hopefully, we keep on getting new listeners. But um, I, with the work that I do naturally, and I've got I've got a certain circles mates that I've grown up with, but also uh, work colleagues that have become really good lifelong mates. So, and they work in the football circles, and that's all I'll say. I won't be too specific. But anyway, um, so I get generally get names which I know always right. Like I don't think there's been one name that since 2011, since I've been doing this, that I've called out early that has not end up coming out on print. Um, we might not have got them, but the name was accurate. Even if it's a couple of years later, like Hartlett, <clears throat> I was pretty adamant at what was going on. Everyone's denying it. The clubs were denying it. And then I think it broke, what was it, this year or late last year that, yeah, yes, yeah. it actually was a thing, came out from Hartlett. So I was right on that. So um, with that said, so that's the context, all right? So with Lynch, I knew two years out and put my money with uh, money where my mouth was. Um, so I've heard it from the same couple of guys that um, Harris Andrews is someone that would put a fair bit of work in. And by saying it's going to get done, I'm not sure. Um, uh, they're pretty confident 2020 uh, over, um, not this off-season, but the next one is generally what the target is. Um, so that makes sense to me. And also then when Rance retired, I thought, aha, Okay, that um, makes even more sense for me. But he's definitely a target that we're aim- aiming for. And there's now, I did a bit of work for you guys today, and I've got another three names, right? Oh, okay. So, there, yeah, this is new news, right? So, again, um, all these are definitely whiteboard names. So, what I mean by that is the names that either we've been putting work on to um, as of last year or the year before, or they're more probable. Then unprobable. Now the media haven't got any of these three names, right? Two of these names you wouldn't have heard of, right? Um, two of these are Gold Coast boys, and one of these is a Melbourne lad, right? So, all right, let's start. The first one is Jacob um, Dawson. I don't even know who the fuck he is. No, I was told that. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So Jacob Dawson. Apparently, we 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 like him. Um, he's um, not loved. We see potential in him. He's one of our recruiters. Really have a heart on for him. So, yeah, Jacob, he's one of our target. And there's another Jacob, Heron. Right? He's another fucking guy I don't even know. But they're two from the Gold Coast. So I'm not too sure. I'm just reading the names that I've got. But the other one that you will know, Kyle Dunkley from Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, so he is someone that we like the, like the look of. So those, those three names, um, I've just been told, watch this space. Um, so, yeah, just... That's them. Oh, those oh, two. I, I reckon we're going to be quiet this year. I reckon from everything I'm hearing, it's more of um, shoring up what we have, locking what we've got. I've got a feeling there might be a player or two. I just got to get it confirmed by my other mate that I generally run everything through. If he does, uh, I have a couple of players hoping to come to us. 
Um, as they go, as the year progresses, and as I find it becomes more smoke and it actually becomes more fire, I'll mention the names. But um, yeah, so there's still a couple that from other clubs that actually want to come to us. So um, at the that, moment, it's all rumor. The thing that interests me about this year is we've obviously got the Maurice Rioli Jr. father-son pick that's going to come through. And I mean, let's yep. be honest. Uh, for all intents and purposes, he's coming to Richmond. He's not going to nominate Essendon Freeman or whatever yeah. anyone else wants to believe. Um, no, Tiger. Is it a strategic play by us to potentially look to trade out our first pick of this year so we're using later picks on him? I think so. And that's what leads me to believe there, there'll be... It's, that's why it's funny that Gold Coast is appearing on our radar. Um, so who knows? Um, is there a three-way trade between Brisbane, Gold Coast and us? Um, somehow prior Harris Andrews out, um, our first pick this year, maybe our first pick next year, they throw us their late first rounder or their first rounder. I'm talking about late, hopefully Brisbane for Gold Coast. So who knows? But all I know, Gold Coast, just you've heard it here first, right? It's the 16th of March. So bookmark this people by the end of the trade, by the trade um, season, Richmond will be linked with Brisbane or Gold Coast or both. Right. There I'll stake my reputation on it. The Harris-Angelon would be epic. To get a Brisbane boy to come to Melbourne playing while he's playing in a team that's going all right, that'd be huge. Yeah, it it I would just, just it, piss people off. I don't think the love... It, um, the love um, people go, oh, he's going to be the next captain. Yeah, he is. Um, but I don't think there's great love amongst the playing group at the moment. That's what I'm hearing with um, Brisbane players. There's a few bulls that love to... Um, strut around, um, and it's pissing a few players off. And Harris Andrews is one of them. That's what I've heard, and I believe where I've, I believe who told me that. Um, he has no reason to lie. Um, so yeah. And to be fair, Tom Lynch was captain as well, and that didn't make much difference, did it? No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Oh, there we go. So there's our first edition of Tiger Simeon's mailbag, and uh, yeah, very keen to ride this one all the way through, like the Lynch one, because uh, yeah, you, you've always come through with the goods. Thank uh, you. Captain Blood, your turn for your segment. Captain 17's bloodbath. Yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath. Right, so the first one, I really won't dwell on it too much, but Chris Scott from Geelong. Oh, what a flog. Scotty from <laughs> <He> marketing. Just... <laughs> <laughs> across... Scotty from marketing. Right? For those who don't understand, um, I just took out – I'm going for back-to-back, actually. I'm going for back-to-back like our Tigers – so I just took out thread of the year with um, the Geelong Supporter Safe House 2019 thread edition on Bay 13, and I've started a new one called Hashtag Scotty from Marketing. And uh, it's really – the simplicity of this is Chris Scott is going to write my thread for me. With his presses, with his commentary, already he's given us another nugget, if you can believe it, during the week, saying that Richmond aren't the same – uh, what was it? We're not as yeah. We're not in the same league as uh, 2010 St Kilda, who didn't win a flag. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. With all respect to them, all respect to them, they're not a 2010 St Kilda or Hawthorne, and he, and he conveniently left Geelong out. But you can tell that's what he meant. Oh, right? what a f- I'd, I'd happily wear the Hawthorne one. I think that's a fair enough call. They were pretty elite during those uh, those years. Yeah, but the St Kilda one, time, Jesus, give us time, fucking. Right. We're in the so, middle. Oh, CB, you go, mate. I want it. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to put this out there. To put Hardwick in perspective, Hardwick won two flags as a player and he's, won, and he's coached two winning flags in his own right. Mick Malthouse played in one flag as a player and coached three. And he's considered one of the all-time greats, isn't he? Yeah. Of coaching. So yeah. Hardwick's actually approaching rarefied air. 
is getting right up there. If he just, and he's not done yet. The playing group he's got isn't done. So for Chris Scott to come out and say what he said is just remarkable. But that's actually not where my bloodbath is. But I thought I just wanted to get that out there and say, <laughs> Chris Scott, please keep talking. <laughs> just like, oh, I love it. Every gift. time I see a quote, like, this is gold. He's just giving us material every week. It's so good. Yeah, <clears throat> he's a gift. Right. Here's my real bloodbath. China. You can get stuffed. And I'll tell you why. Is it not enough that this virus hits Richmond at its peak, yeah. smashing the bank balance and denying us the opportunity to be there in person to witness us derail Carlton's season for the seventh year in a row, to watch Simo's hammies explode, chasing Shy Bolton into the forward 50, to watch Mark Murphy physically piss and shit his pants simultaneously as Dusty runs at him, or to watch Jack Bitchlist weetering yet again. No, I'll tell you what disturbs me even more. Where was this virus when we were winning spoons in 2004 and 2007? Where was this virus before Geelong pumped us by a billion points? Where was this virus before we unleashed the geesh, drafted Mitch Farmer from Port, or made Jerome Webberley a senior footballer? (laughs) My God, as if life hasn't been cruel enough over the years, and now we get this, coronavirus. China, understand this. If I ever go there, guess what? It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> uh, well done, mate. Uh, yeah, well done. Good. No, well deserved as well, I think. It's uh, <laughs> they're really impacting our ability to go back to back. And the worst part is, and we all know it, if we happen to pull a flag off this year, tell me that everyone's not going to be like, oh, no, oh. it's a bullshit season, doesn't count, it's got yeah. an asterisk next to it. Yeah. Oh, they're all fuckers. You know what? You know what shoots me? Now, I'm going to talk about Scott for one second, all right? This, and all these nothies from, you know, when it was St Kilda in 2010, Hawthorne, um, not so much Hawthorne, but they got, the, um, at the start of their run, they were in that environment and Geelong. All right, this is the thing. It's easier to win games when there's four good sides and, uh, 15, um, what is it, 13 shit ones around you. If you can beat up on 13 other sides, because it's so fucking easy because they're all, they're all shit compared to the four big four, um I believe that's lesser an achievement than fucking finishing top of the ladder, um, finishing three years in the top four against sides like Scott said to himself, they're all comparable to each other. So it means that players in the current era, like our guys, have um, the will to win is greater than those other sides um, outside of Hawthorne because um, Hawthorne, um, they were still successful. I think prior after the compromise draft, they, I think they won one other flag. I might be wrong, actually, but I think they might have. But they'll, yeah, they'll still ride up there after when the compromise draft happens. So I don't, I don't sing to that argument. I don't sing to that song saying, "Oh, the, the teams in the yesteryear were better than us." They're competing against shit clubs um, to win. Um, look, we could have ideally won three three flags in three years if we didn't have gastro um, against such an even competition. I reckon that's a huge achievement. That's why they're all salty because they all know I'm telling the truth. They can hear the truth in my voice. They can't handle it. The, the reality is, Richmond, West Coast, GWS, Collingwood, even Geelong, mate. There's five teams that, in my eyes, can win this, and that's a pretty that's a pretty open premiership in my eyes. If you can get, you know, nearly a third of the comp in with a shot at it, that's not bad going. Well, I reckon it's 17 rounds. I reckon it out the, the eight top eight is wide open because you're going to get a side that starts early. That like Gold Coast, I think they won five of the first. X amount of games last year. Could you imagine if they did that in a 17-game season? A lot of these younger sides aren't going to um, start to collapse in on themselves. 
Um, so, yeah. It does make it interesting. Oh, speaking of uh, round one, we've got a game, we think, coming up on Thursday night versus Carlton, but uh, that's yes. yet to be determined. Yeah. We might find out tomorrow it's not happening for another month, two months, or, or at all. But uh, anyway, we'll push on as if it is happening. Um, before we get stuck into the nitty-gritty, you wanted to do your own review of Carlton, TIG 71? Yeah, I did. I'm very passionate about this. I've done a fair bit of work on it, right? So Buckle in for this, people. I've got a feeling yeah. it's going to be a good one. Yeah, so part of my research was, was look, first, Michael, um, I could easily go in there and just start slagging them off, right? And I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I have too much respect for yourself and CB and the audience um, to be that juvenile. So I thought, let's do a bit of research. Come on, Tiggs, get on the bike, do a bit of research. So what I did, I hopped onto Big Footy. And all I, I encourage anyone, neutral supporters, anyone, just read the game day thread um, oh. on the Carlton, Carlton versus Richmond on the uh, Carlton board. First of all, you've got these flogs, right? Now, here, I'll actually quote some guy. He's actually comparing. Let me just scroll down. Okay. Don't, don't use the username. Just... No, of course not. No. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how... All right. This is blue flog hashtag one. <laughs> I, I wonder how Richmond will go without Lynch, Rewalt, and Rioli. I think they're actually going to be more affected than us losing Harry, Charlie, and Eddie. Now, seriously, dickhead, you cannot, com- you cannot compare a 26-goal forward in Harry... Charlie Kerner, who has potential but hasn't done anything, he's basically Tyrone Vickery. He is. <laughs> oh. Actually, Tyrone's done more. No, seriously, if you look at the stats, Tyrone's actually done more. Right? He has. Look at the stats. He's done more. He's I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look it up now. That's that's a bit of gold right there. That's <laughs> no, true. No, there's no big difference. Actually, Tyrone was a bit more durable, right? Hey, Tyrone, Tyrone at least kicked six goals in one game and knocked out Dean Cox, right? When it's Charlie Kerno, he doesn't do that, right? And Eddie, please, Eddie. Is Eddie from five years ago? Yeah, I'll put him in that conversation. But no, not Eddie now. He's, a, he's got no calves left, the poor guy. So that's the mentality of the Carlton people, right? That we're dealing with, right? They actually believe. So how the thread started was there was this optimism, this, you know, we're talking we're talking about, you know, January, December, optimism about how they're full of elite players, how Richmond's full of shit role players, that their system, inverted commas, is the only reason why we're in. Then it started going as when they saw the March series, how shit they were and how good we were, um, it started going, oh, yeah, but look, this and, you know, we might not win this because, you know, it's still not our time yet, even though we've got a better list than them. Um, and then, you know, oh, and then I got a few injuries. So I was like, oh, no, because I've got injuries. Seriously, Carlton people, the excuses are over, right? You've got, and I put my money on the line. Last year when you recruited Teague, I saw three games of Carlton and I said, this is Unleashed the Geesh. Smells exactly the same as Unleashed the Geesh. Watch your season this year probably have a period of success and then it's just going to tank and it'll stay tanking for the for the rest of it because you've got no development in your side. I'll ask any Carlton supporter, name me more than three players that actually improved last year. You can't name them because you know what? They didn't. If you seriously think Martin, this is a guy that um, he's got the list, basically was thrown out of the Gold Coast, so couldn't get a game at Cold Coast. You, you can't kick the football. I'm sorry. He turns it over like freaking. You mentioned Webley? Fucking Webley. Oh, Webley. Put him inside over Martin. Like, at least Webley has kicker. He's got heart, right? Even though he can't play. Martin looks like he can play, so he sucks you in. So they're paying him a million dollars a year. 
But as soon as a bit of pressure came in, he's nowhere to be seen. It's, and the proof of it was their last March series. They were all over Brisbane. They look a million dollars. You know why? Brisbane's gone, all right, let's just have a kick and have a bit of a run around. And then they've got pissed off because Carlton, like Carlton supporters, their players are exactly the same. They get a bit of excited and then they start getting lippy. You know, how great's this? You know what I mean? And then in half time, you could tell Brisbane go, fuck this shit. And just went bang, 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 bang. And all these great new recruits, McGovern's a fat pig. Sorry. You said he's lost weight, but the guy's, the guy's got to worry about the coronavirus. You know why? Because he's in the age bracket that he's going to pass away. That's because he's got a body. He might be only, what, biologically 26 years, years of age, but he's got a body of an 80-year-old, right? Um, and Eddie Betts, so I don't think it's um, car, so I think he's in intensive care coronavirus um but yeah look there's not much talent they've only got and they're lucky they've got walsh and they've got crips and i'll tell you something blue baggers if you do not win this year if you stay shit this year and next year you will lose both of them 100 percent. both of them will leave your club and when that day happens i will be sad for you but i'll also be so fucking happy inside so <laughs> on the game they've got no chance none zero <laughs> <laughs> look, you look at positives, right? And I want to say, you know, at least they have a nice sh- shade of blue on their jumper. They f- even fucked that up, this Carlton. They're trying to copy Richmond. They got our marketing manager, and then they've made him now CEO. So he's now bent over their um, their club champion and put major divisions within their with their within their club. Uh, their players. Their players are bog average. I'm sorry. I, I can't – Plough, we got the – Dow, is it? Yeah, we got the good yeah. Dow. Dow. I like him. He's got toe. If he's developed at a proper club, he'll um, he'd play – I reckon he'd play well. If he was with us, he'd be a Jet. The reason why is he can't kick a football. He doesn't know where he's running. If you could train him a bit of system, um, at least know where to run and what to do when you don't have the football, he might actually be a worth, worthwhile talent. Same as Stephen Silvani. That guy's shit. I'm sorry, I, he's shit. Um, but they, he's just less shit than the rest of this shit. And McKay, yes, he's tall. Yes, McKay can take a mark. But the guy's slower than my mother-in-law. He's dead set slow. Um, for a power forward, you need toe. You need aggression. This guy's slow. So, look, Colton have no chance. Um, I said it last year, once tipping them to, you know, make finals or get very close near the edge. No, they'll be bottom four again. They'll win max, if I'm serious, five games, max. Um, if Teague pulls it out and the players really respond and play their absolute best, they might crack six wins. Um, but, you know, their culture of the club shit. You just look at Mark Murphy now. I'm sorry, you're having a captain who dives like he does. Um, he's not captain any longer, but that is just so many players around, around um, that are still on that list that play with him and train with him. And that disease, it's like the coronavirus. It just gets spreads. It's very highly infectious. So sorry, Carlton, you're shit. You'll stay shit. You'll be shit. That's my review. Uh, pretty comprehensive. I could have gone by names and done the old, you know, old way, but you know, how cool should have been Stephen Silfani shit. Um, oh, some just... other spud shit. Some other spud shitter. No, I decided to give you a, a synopsis. I, I'll just say this about Carlton support. If any of you Carlton supporters are listening, I'm just going to say this to you guys. You know what you are? You're all Richmond supporters back in 2007. That's what you are. That's how low you guys are. They don't even have that class, though. Like, would we be begging <laughs> for the season to be cancelled? 
Will we, will we be cheering for coronavirus? Coronavirus. You read the last ten pages of that thread. It's all cheering the coronavirus. <laughs> and it was actually a post here. Said, "Oh, it, let's hope the season at least gets suspended so we can have four weeks because then we'll get Harry and Charlie in, or not just Charlie, but Harry and Eddie, and then we'll beat them." Like fucking <laughs> hell, really? <laughs> oh, I, I like that. Um, I like that dude who did the board challenge at Carlton. <laughs> just because they sacked, just because they sacked, um, they sacked Sosa as his whole reason for getting on the board. That was going to work out well. Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy. They do have the best fullback in the league, though, Liam Jones. Oh, please, yeah, Liam Jones. Look, I rate him. I love Liam. You know why? Because I always credit people that have got very limited talent, talent, but can earn a decent income. That takes real, <laughs> real initiative and real character, and he can do that. Um, Hey, do you even think he's better than Rance? I just fucking can't understand it. I just I just can't understand it. See, Blue Support, I had an argument with a mate of mine as a Blue Supporter. Um, and I said to him, I go, oh, but Jones, yeah, you can do this. And I said, mate, you guys flood the defence. I said, you're comparing him to Alex Rance, but we don't flood our back line. I said, so, yeah, if you have a look at it, the ball's in your defensive <laughs> 50 all the time, and you've got 18 players in there. We rarely flood our defensive half. Um, it's different. Flooding is different for when you're transitioning to defensive 50 because it's still all in motion. Um, yeah, Jones is, a, Jones is a spud. He was a spud as a forward. He's a spud as a defender. That is paying too much. So hopefully, they keep, he's a, hopefully he's a 300-game legend for Golden. That is something. <laughs> they, they've gone from Diesel and Silvani and they've gone from Jezalinko, you beauty, to fucking legends such as... That spud we're talking about, I've just forgotten his name. Um, another spud, and I've forgotten his name. Could you imagine? That's how far they've fallen. It's good, isn't it? That's how uh, they're shit. All right, well, uh, we'll talk a bit, a, bit, a bit about the Tigers and what we might expect to see from us. Um, we spoke about earlier that Dusty played a bit more forward in the Marsh series, and I, I think that might be a bit more by design, because think about it, if he's playing up forward for, you know, say 60% of the game alongside Jack and Lynch... He's going to cause an absolute nightmare for whoever matches up on him. So do you reckon, CB, that we might see Dusty strategically play a bit more up forward? And he could conceivably kick, you know, four or five goals a game. A visionary might have started a threat on it on the Richmond board. And uh, it didn't go down too well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Was it one of my threats? Was it? Hold on. It was one of mine. Oh, well, there we go. That explains it, mate. Because you had diabetes, man. You didn't write properly. That's probably why people understand it. I was, I was like those Carlton guys, mate. I was typing with my thumbs. <laughs> but, no, look. Um, in, look, I think personally that they'll be looking to get more players into the midfield to increase our spread. That's why I think Dusty could spend more time forward because he's one of the best one-on-one forwards in the game, if not the best. Um, and I just think they're looking to get game time in, more game time into your Jack Rosses and things like that. So I think... There's, there's definitely a science behind him playing more forward. Um, that's that's just sort of my take on what I thought about it. But um, I was roundly crit- critiqued for that point of view, but I stand by it. I think I think there's more to it. And the forward line of Martin, Lynch and Rewrite, when the team gets up and about, good luck stopping it. I reckon it's a bit of mind games. I reckon because Dusty did so well at Brisbane um, and in the finals and in the grand final, Dusty's our... Um, our guillotine, right? So when we want to chop him, when he plays forward, that's when we want to chop your head off, right? That's basically it. Um, we need him in the centre. Um, some of his work on the spread, some of his ability to absorb pressure to release someone else is elite. 
Like, when Dusty's in the centre, they put a danger field on him or put a tagger on him. That's freed up Cochin and Edwards and allows him to create. I reckon he's built such a mystique about his forward craft, which is elite, that um, – excuse me, my kids are a little bit too loud. I'll have a word with one of them in a sec. Yeah. Um, uh, they've, they've, the clubs – they've built such a mystique that um, when he um, does go forward, it throws their whole defensive mechanisms out of place because they focus on it, and that's what gets us our overall advantage and helps our other forwards. So I'm with you, CB. I reckon you'll play, still play midfield, though, but I reckon when we need a tactical advantage or we need to change change it up, that's when we'll put him forward. Um, yeah, he'll kick goals, but it's more to worry the defence um, to allow us to score more freely. That's how I think well, it will happen. Well, you know what it is. Dusty's a natural-born killer, right? So when he, oh, say, when he sees something forward of the pill that he likes, he gets to make his own moves in game day, right? They've said as much. So I think he'll just see what he wants, and he goes, yep. man, I could I can do this, and he'll just go do it, right? I think that's yeah, exactly. part of it. Exactly. Yeah, spot on. And uh, what about the, the wing role? Obviously now vacated by Brandon Ellis. We saw a few little sort of trials in the Marsh series. They tried Nathan Broad up there. I, I don't think that one's going to stick. I think that was just uh, not a Hail Mary, but let's just see what happens. But... Who do you guys think is going to take over that wing role? Okay. Um, I, I, um, so I was thinking originally that it could have been a um, Marlon Pickett, but I think they're going to play Pickett as a pure on baller. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah, I think that's that, right, that. yeah. I think, I still, look, I think Baker's probably going to be the one. Baker and Caddy will be the ones, but I think Dimmer being Dimmer... You know, Camden McIntosh will get his shot at some stage back at it. Um, I, you know what? No one Richmond with how versatile our players are. It could be like five blokes. You know, Patrick Nash. There's, there's, there's a heap of blokes that could play play through there. So um, I'm probably, rather than guessing, I'm probably more excited just to watch it unfold and, and see who, who actually does it. It could, it could be any one of four blokes. I like... For me, wingers are crucial because they transition attack from defence, right? Oh, sorry, defence from offence. That's generally what they do. Um, and we've got Caddy. Caddy was completely under, underrated last year. His ability to do that, how many times did he get the ball on the wing, balk someone, and instead of releasing a handball, he'd kick it long. And that generally would create a score. He was brilliant, his decision-making on that. The other one that I saw that showed the similar smarts to Caddy was Shy Bolton. So often, because his athleticism, he would sprint out, create a leap, create a contest, the ball was spilled to ground, his reaction time is better than anyone else, he'll get it, and then he'll do that looping forward handball or go a beautiful kick. So I wouldn't be surprised as Shy starts to develop an engine or more of an engine that we might use him as a winger as well. Um, but like C- CB said, it's, um, it could be a range of players. I think because we're, overall we're great endurance athletes. Um, so anyone can really just rotate in there if we need to. I think Edwards was doing it for a while as well. So yeah, we've got flexibility in that position. Yeah, I don't mind the, the Bolton call. I think he's set for a big year personally. So and oh, it's him. definitely we've definitely seen that his better football is being played up around the ball as opposed to being a, a permanent small forward. But I've got no issues with him rotating to that spot, swapping with someone like Rioli um, if need be. But yeah, it's good to have options in that in that position. Uh, and finally, I want to just sort of speak about Tom Lynch quickly. Obviously, this is his first uh, full preseason. He obviously came off the knee injury last year. He was a bit sluggish to start with, you know, in the first handful of games in 2019. 
But uh, he looked the goods in the Marsh Series games. How do you see his season uh, coming up, Tick 71? Well, I reckon he'll kick 70. Well, look, if it was a full 23-round season, I reckon I'll put him in for 70. I reckon he's going to be a lot more deadly than he was last year. One reason is because Jack will play with him. Um, he's our clutch guy. He's when we need, like in the Geelong preliminary final, those games where we need someone to fire for us, he just got the goals. Um, yeah, I, I reckon shortened season, I reckon he'll do 50, 55 goals. I reckon he'll be an absolute wrecking machine. Fingers crossed. He's, yeah, he's looking pretty strong so far. All right, well, the game is uh, set to be happening on this Thursday, but we all know that tomorrow is D-Day, so who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, but all things being equal, Thursday, 19th of March, I'd say you get down there, but that's not going to happen, so it'll be interesting to see how it's going to be with an empty stadium should the game go ahead this week. But uh, I'll get the tips for this game from you guys. Teague 71, what's the margin? Yeah, Colton by 54 points. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, Tigers by 50. I know the war has been close, but I've got a serious sneaky suspicion that we know we need to bank this win, and percentage will be crucial. Um, we can't build percentage, so I think we'll just go there and crucify them. And CB? Uh, I'll go um, 48 points, and Dustin Martin to get best on ground with a 15-possession game. Yeah, 15 possessions, <laughs> seven goals or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> um, I reckon Richmond will get up by about 30. I reckon we need to start keeping track of these uh, predictions and have something come of it as well. So we'll have a think about that over the next couple of weeks. But for all intents and purposes, the Tigers should get on the board early in round one because I think everything you said makes complete sense that we can't just sort of ease into it now. We've got to got to go from the start and I know that can be tough given the the shorter pre-season that we've had but I think the guys are talented enough and they, they know what needs to be done and hopefully we, we can get the job done on Thursday night or whenever this game takes place Agree yep. Alright well Captain Blood 17 and Tiger 71 thank you so much for joining us for the first episode for the year, looking forward to having many more of these chats along the journey and seeing what other greatness you can both come up with Fantastic, again sorry about being late um, no, that's all right. It's maybe all pretty rough. So I'll probably talk more than I normally do. So the next one will be better. No, all good. It just it just adds to the it just adds character to the show. Well, there you go. No there one go. likes well, a perfectly no, planned my, show. My, my wife just got home, so I got a bail. But all it was right. great. Can't wait for the next one. Absolutely. Until next time, go Tigers. <laughs> Take care, guys. Go Tigers, boys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers!